And welcome, everybody. Good morning. This is Eileen Grimes, and this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And I'm an astrologer. And this week we have on a special co-host. It's Ms. Wanda Buckner. Hello, everyone. I'm <laughs> so glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, too. So it's sort of what she does. She steps into the co-host position when Doug's not here. Give him a day off. Yeah, you know, give him a day off. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, we are having her here on today. She's going to be talking about pets. And we're going to be talking today uh, specifically about the death of a pet. Well, and where are they now? And where are they now? What happens after they die? Yeah. Yeah, where do they go? People want to know. I I sure want to know. I think I actually found that out about one of my pets through you. I want to tell that story, though. It's just too cute. Anyway, so we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to also be taking your calls. We're going to open the phone lines today. Our numbers are 425-373-5527. Toll-free in Western Washington is 888-298-5569. So if you want to call in, if you have a question about a pet that passed over and where they are, they are now. I mean, they could be anywhere. Well, maybe not anywhere, but there are a lot of possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Get on the line. Get on the line and call in and see what we can come up with because, you know, when you told me about my pet, that was such a surprise and it was so funny, too, at the same time. And I could just see her. I could just see her doing what she's doing right now. So anyway, we're going to tell that story. Yeah, I keep saying that, but we are going to do it. Anyway, so we're going to be doing that today and we have all of our usual information to give out and some stuff about fairs and my fair or the thing that I do at Burr's restaurant every week now and so it'll be fun absolutely yes it will okay. and informative and informative that's correct it's a two-for-one it's a two-for-one <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so anyway we're going to take a really quick break right now when we get back we're going to do the astral celebrity of the week home I'm not going to tell you who it is until I get back okay okay This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. And now it's time for the Astro Celebrity of the Week. Okay. So this week, we, you know, I've been thinking about this and I have to still talk it over with Doug. He probably won't want to do it, but he might. Um, that we may take on all of the as the uh, presidential contenders from the Democratic Party, and there's like 22 of them. They take one a week, you know, or something like that. It might be kind of fun. And the Republican Party too. Oh, well, that's true. There is one other. We don't. Well, we don't. We know about the one, but the other one is Mr. Weld, Bob Weld, I think his name is, who's really quite good. He's really quite good. You know, I've listened to him talks 
you know, a bunch of times and he really has it down pat. But, you know, I think we will talk about that, too. And then there's other people from other parties, too, that are thinking about and there's people thinking about getting in. You know, there's a whole list of people. Well, so, and we have two years, right? Well, not quite. When's the election? It's a year from November. Well, that's 18 months. Well, that's almost two years. <laughs> <laughs> I think it counts. I think it counts, too. But I think the first, when is the Democratic, okay, the Democratic convention is a year from now, I believe. So Ah, that uh, sounds right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so anyway, things are happening. And today, we're going to be talking about, whom I think this guy, I you know, I'm trying to make my, my mind who I'm voting for. There's so many people. Right now, I'm favoring Joe Biden, but it could change. And if it would change, it would change for this guy. And that's Pete Buttigieg. And that's who we're going to be looking at today, his chart. Now, his chart, we don't have his time of birth, so we're going to just use his his date of birth and place of birth. But he was born January 19th, 1982, at in South Bend, Indiana. Okay, so he's a very last degree of Capricorn. And the interesting thing that kind of shows up for him, if you've have, have you heard him speak? No, I haven't. I've seen just the little promo videos of okay. him. He's uh, attractive. He's fit. Yep. He's well spoken. Yep. And um, but in terms of the substance of his ideas, I have to admit I haven't heard a full speech. Okay. Yeah. He's he's very um, he's very well LGBT, obviously, because he is the only gay candidate right now and not that that really is a big deal but um the interesting thing in his birth chart kind of shows that and oh. he's only 35 years old he's yeah. half the age yeah, of exactly. the other some of the other candidates that's true that's true he's 35 it's hard to believe but i think he's right at the age when you can run which is 35 years old that's there's a an age criteria you have to be at least 35 to run for the president and he has nothing to lose. He can get his ideas out there and um, nope. and has years to go to continue his career. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So he has an interesting background. He was in the military. He was in Afghanistan. And um, he served for quite a while. And then he came back and didn't know what to do. And he decided to run for office. So he's now the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. So uh, he's been doing a lot of public reform, housing reform, reform, things like that, and also um, gay rights. That's a part of it. But he's working on, he has this interesting perspective on things. Is um, I think somebody once asked him, you know, what do you, how do you feel about doing this when you're gay? He says, well, you're only, only given one life to live. Well, there's a true statement. I went, oh, zing. <laughs> My head just swung around with that one. It was so simple. You know, it was so profound. It was simple. But anyway, let's look at his chart a little bit. His chart is interesting. He is, as I say, 29 uh, Capricorn. So he's literally one day away from becoming an Aquarius. Less than a day. Okay, but then he's got Venus and Mercury in Aquarius. So that means he thinks like an Aquarius. But he also needs to have relationships that are Aquarian, which are basically outside of the box. Boom. So the box that everybody sees relationships through is one point or 2.5 kids and, and male and female. That's normal. Okay. That's a normal everyday relationship. But 
again, his is outside of that perspective and almost always, and I'm not saying this always is, but it's something I've noticed that when you have the planet of relationships in the sign of unconventionality, which is Aquarius, it means you're going to step outside of the boundaries and take on something new or something different compared to everybody else. And of course he did. So, and it's also retrograde which is a very much more intense lesson to learn about relationships that are atypical. But he, you know, he just got married to this guy a couple of years ago, his husband. So he's, he's very happy. And they have a very equal relationship, which is really important for Venus and Aquarius to have. You got to have equality on both sides, but also both people have the same amount of energy in the relationship. One isn't dominating over somebody else. So that's part of it. But again, he thinks like an Aquarius and his his ideas, his her perspective, his platform is very Aquarian. And um, what does that mean? It's very okay. Aquarian. Well, sort of like, OK, if you um, were an Aquarius and I think Mr. Sanders is sort of Aquarian this way, too. But say, for instance, he, he would go after things like non-traditional or non-profit organizations to work with them to help build up communities. Building up the idea of community is Aquarian. I but see. It's, but it's also building the different parts of the community blend for all sorts of different people from all sorts of walks of life so that they somehow all feel equal with everybody else. So... Um, and having organizations or like say Habitat for Humanity, those are the, the ones, the, the nonprofits that are dealing with helping everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Aquarian. I see. Yeah. So he tends to view life that way and he views his, his, his platform that way, you know, and he's, I would love to see him go head to head with Trump because the man's, man's got a degree from Harvard. I believe also he was a Rhodes Scholar. Mm-hmm. I think and so. And he yep. speaks eight languages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Extremely intelligent, which impresses the heck out of me anyway, you know. Um, he's just uh, he's just very succinct in what he needs to say. That's the Capricorn has says the bottom line of everything. But I also view that the last degree of the sign in Capricorn means he's a very old soul. Uh. And he is. Mm-hmm. Very, very mature. Nothing flaps him at all. I mean, people, I mean, I've seen him being questioned by various moderators, TV moderators. Some of them get really snarky. You know, some of them are that way. Right. And you know, when they're asking questions, trying to push him into a perspective, he goes, uh, uh, stop. Mm-hmm. I'm not going that way. We're going this way. This is what I'm talking about. You know, and so, and he, he just has a perspective that you ha- you want to listen to mm-hmm. when you're when you're when he's talking because he's got some you know some evolvedness there there's some something that's evolving you know in a way that his life has been difficult i mean he does have a moon in scorpio so scorpio that means he's going to actually have the perception and knowing people very well very deeply mm-hmm. okay but he's had some pain in his life, and for a long time he didn't feel comfortable with being gay, and he finally came out, I think when he was uh, 20-something, not when he was really young, and it was something that really bothered him. 
But, you know, being a Capricorn is kind of, you have to do what everybody expects you to do, you know, and, you know, laying down the law or laying down whatever your life is means it's what everybody in the family will expect you to do, but also the people around you. And somehow he's broken away from that in order to find his own direction. That must be the Aquarius. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You got that right. Yeah, you bet. And um, thank goodness he has those in there because if he didn't, it would be a bit of a, you know, it would be a bit of a pain to be like really Capricornian, really rigid. He's not rigid at all. So anyway. Interesting. It is very interesting. So anyway, we have to take a break here. Okay. Man, that went faster than I thought it would go. Because I feel like I talk about him for a really long time. There's a whole lot in his chart that's interesting. But um, I do believe he was born right between a solar and a lunar eclipse, too. So that brings extra added benefits to him. Uh-huh. Yes, it does. So, And that generally does for people who are born on eclipses. They have unusual things in life to deal with. So anyway, that's the way that goes. And that was Mr. Buddha Judge in a nutshell. So. Anyway, we're going to take another break right now. And when we get back, we're going to be talking to Ms. Wanda about pets. Okay. So this is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. Hi there, and this is a live read for guess who? Ms. Wanda Buckner. It's me. <laughs> it's you. <laughs> Wanda Buckner, people and pet psychic and healers teaching a Yusui Holy Fire Reiki Masters course. I said it right. You did. I can't believe it. I was thinking, I've got to say it right. I just said it could say that last week. On May 25th, 26th, and 27th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Yusui Holy Fire Reiki is a conscious, intelligent, spiritual energy that creates wholeness through purification, healing, empowerment, and guidance. Once ignited in the student, Holy Fire continues to grow in strength and in vibration, cleansing more deeply and healing and empowering in ever more powerful ways. The class time includes hands-on experiential learning and healing, and you must have completed Reiki 1 and 2 with any lineage, six months prior to taking this course. This course may be also taken to upgrade your current Reiki master to the Yusui Holy Fire Energy. There's also a 180-page manual and certificate included when you complete it. So early bird registration is $4.75. And for more information, you can see Wanda's website at wandabuckner.com. Email her at wandasoffice at gmail.com. Or call 360-491-3187. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes, and I have with me here today my guest co-host, Ms. Wanda Buckner. And (laughs) Wanda has brought a bunch of stuff today to talk to us about Losing a pet as well as where are they now? It's the truth. So I'd sort of like to start out with the concept of spirit. Most of you were probably raised with the same idea that I was, that that there's this uh, small little place in your heart where spirit resides and that at death, you know, the the spirit uh, rises up and and goes out the top of your head or 
or the crown chakra and rejoins um, the rest of the spirit world. Well, as I see it, spirit is huge, huge, bigger than we can comprehend. And the body that we know is a small expression of that huge spirit. So it's more accurate to say that the spirit, the body is sloughed off. And this huge spirit has always been connected Mm -hmm. to that which is beyond. And so when we have that perspective of the bigness of who our animals are, they're as big as we are. And and connected to this larger source. So we'll start with that concept and then um, talk about just briefly the ways that animals die. Sometimes death is instant, uh, and for people too. Um, Hit by a car, and the spirit just flies out of the body. Mm -hmm. Captured by a predator, and even before they're killed, the spirit flies from the body. I talked to a person just after they had been killed in a uh, skiing accident, a water skiing accident, and the spirit was like, what the hell? I, I, and they're looking down and they're seeing all the scene beneath them and not quite understanding because the spirit was jarred out of the body. Mm-hmm. It wasn't intentional, and it takes some time to adjust and to make the transition from this life to the next life. Or the other scenario that happens is that death is expected mm-hmm. and the time of illness is prolonged. Mm-hmm. And you may have had the experience of walking in on your animal, uh, knowing that end of life was close, but the animal uh, was very flat. It was like there was no breath in them. Mm-hmm. And you thought maybe they were dead. Mm-hmm. Well, spirit does travel outside the body uh, when death is near and explores and looks around uh, my mother. So I 6 a.m. in the morning, I'm sleeping soundly. And my mother in spirit, is she pops in. She's like, hi. And she was so proud of herself. I got up. I got dressed. I went over to uh, where she was living, let myself into her apartment because I thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. And she was sleeping in her bed, and I woke her up. I said, hey, Mom, how are you? She said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. What are you doing here? I said, have you been dreaming? <laughs> she said, oh, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I, I don't really remember, you know. So um, on those cases, again, sometimes, um, like we euthanize our animals or the spirit just naturally leaves the body and drifts to the next place. Mm-hmm. But there is that in-between space where the spirit is neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. So some um, people and animals stay close to the earth. They don't go on to the next uh, stop that's mm-hmm. out there. Um, particularly if they have been emotionally closely connected. Mm -hmm. For instance, um, my dog Zelda, she's a wonderful therapy dog, worked in the hospital. Um, Lloyd and I raised her together as a puppy, and uh, she knew my mother and Lloyd, and my mother died first, and then Lloyd died. And when she died, 
I felt the flutter of wings in my heart, mm. and she immediately went up to to my mother and Lloyd, who were together. Oh, my mother was not with her divorced husband or uh, her her last life partner, and uh, Lloyd, my husband, was with her, and Zelda went up to be with them and clearly felt that that was her place. Wow. Whereas my other dog, Esme, who had not known a human relationship uh, before, until she was three years old, she had never been in a house. She had never been toilet trained, spayed. She had never had uh, children. Mm-hmm. Um, she did not know that a human hand was supposed to feel good. Mm-hmm. And when she died, she stayed on the property. She stayed um, with my current husband, John, and she stayed with us. And when we walked the property, her spirit is there. Mm-hmm. There was no one to go to. She stayed with me and with us because that's where she was most closely connected. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so it really yeah. varies. Right. You know, I was thinking about my cat. I knew we were going to be talking yeah, about Yeah, sweet peanut. Oh, you know, I had her for 18 years and um, I had her when she was a baby kitten and I had to give her over to my ex-husband when I moved out of his out of this place because I had to move into an apartment which didn't allow pets, which was very upsetting. But then I met a man and I moved into his house. And um, I, I first thing I did as soon as I knew I was moving there, I called up my ex. I said, hold on to peanut. I'm going to be getting here in a few days. So I went over and picked her up and brought her over to this. Oh, she just loved that house. She loved it. She tore through that house like crazy. There was a there was a door, you know, a, a kitty door in the one of the bedrooms and she would come flying through that full tilt and just run through and run on to the rest of the house. I said, I just don't understand what she was doing, but she was happy when she did that. You know, she was just just freely running. But um when she passed, um she I think she had cancer. I never did ask them, but I figured she did and took her to the vet and said, you know, she's fairly ill, you know, and I knew that. I knew that taking her up there. I said, this is the last time I'm taking her up there. And I said, well, you just need to do what you do with, with her. And so, um, so, and then after I let her go and I cried my eyes out when I was leaving that, I cried more for them than I did for my parents when they died. I hate to say that, but it's, I mean, I was so close to her. When I got her from my my ex-husband, I said, it's just you and me, kid. You and me. Just you and me. That's it. Until you, till either one of us is gone. And my commitment was to her to make sure she had a good life. And um, so when, um, oh, where was I? I just kind of went off in that land for a moment. <laughs> so uh, well, it was some years after her death that you asked me where she was. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, I had no idea. I think I remember there was a few times when, uh, just after her death, I would feel her on the bed. There was a little blanket on her bed, on my bed, which she slept on. And I left it there for a long time afterwards. And I kind of walked by and noticed there was an indentation there. And I thought, oh, she's probably still around, you know, which didn't surprise me at all. And I would hear her jumping down, you know, off the bed and that kind of thing. But, but I was really curious about 
where the heck she was and what she was doing. And you came up with the most marvelous story. And I said, it totally sounds like her. You know, it was just so cute. So tell the story. Well, so, <laughs> and how long had she been dead? Do you? Um, she had been, got, she died in tw- 2001. So it had been at least 10 years. Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, more than that. Probably, I, so, um, I talked to her 15 years afterwards. Yeah. And so there was uh, time f- for her to have had different experiences. And so the, fir- uh, the first thing Peter told me was that she tried being a rabbit, <laughs> but that didn't last long. <laughs> and she decided that wasn't the way to go. Yeah. And so she had put some thought into it, and she came back as a tuna. <laughs> and she chose being a tuna because they... They don't have enemies. No. They're large. They live long. They're in this beautiful, graceful ocean. And that's the life she wanted to experience. Yeah. Right. And she was free, you know, as a tuna. Yeah. I just had to make sure that when I went to the store to buy canned tuna that it wasn't in there. Right. Yeah, right. But um, I, I just thought that was so funny. And I could actually see her doing that. I could really do that, you know, because she was... um. I was trying to think. She she used to have a former name, okay, when when I was growing up. I got her when um, my husband and I were still together and got him as baby kittens from the pound. And I, I named her and her sister Killer and Spike. Dear, dear. I, I know. <laughs> Be careful with your names, people. <laughs> I know. And think it, ahead. It, it didn't stick, you know. Right. It, it, neither one of them. Although, when they did have that name, they were kind of like predators. Because I remember one time when we came back from a Hawaiian vacation, there was, um, it was like the Manson family had been there. It was dead birds in the living room and walls covered with blood. I thought, well, that's interesting. But, okay. So, um, after a while, she had this little peanut-sized mark just up above her lip. I said, you know, peanut is a good name. And I used to call her the peen. And, and and then she also was very intuitive. She would actually do healing with her paws. Yes. Yeah, and, and did that with my ex-boyfriend. He, she laid her paw on his hand when he broke it. He put it right on the spot that was broken. Mm-hmm. So I think what's wonderful about this story is that um, you let Peanut go. Yeah, I did. You were not... Um, you know, many people ask me is uh, are my animals waiting for me to come back? Will they be there when I die? Mm-hmm. And yes, they will be there when you die, but they are not waiting there. No, They, they have things to do and places things, to they, go. They've got people and <laughs> things to be, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you think about that, about all the animals that have been in our lives, if they're all clustered up there waiting, yeah. along with all of our good friends and parents and relatives and so on, that gets to be thousands pretty thousands, soon. Yes, it does. And they get kind of bored sitting there waiting. Yeah. I bet. So it's time for them to go on to other lifetimes. Because they, too, are in the process of their own journeys yeah. and learning and experiencing. And so um, when we come back, I, I think yeah. we have to take a, br- a yes, break. Yes, we do have to take a break right now. But it's when we come back, I'll talk about them returning to us in our own lifetime okay that sounds good okay we're going to take a break right here and when we come back more of ms wanda buckner and myself on the jupiter rising show right here on kknw alternative talk radio 
And this is a live read for Ms. Angela Probst. And this is about, at this point, she says, she's an aromatherapist. She was on our show last week, too. At this point, you probably heard of essential oils. Are you confused, overwhelmed, not sure where to start? There's so much information, and our aromatherapy expert, Angela Probst, with Young Living Essential Oils, can help you navigate and meet your health and wellness goals. So give her a call today at 253-278-1599 or visit her website at www.myyl.com slash Angela. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Dr. Robert Davis, professor and researcher who writes about consciousness and unseen forces. On Saturday, Eric Maisel discusses the schizoid American character that is alternately capable of naked self-interest and exceptional generosity. Bringing you Fascinating Toxins 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW. I'm Eileen Grimes, astrologer, and we have with us today Ms. Wanda Buckner. She's talking about the death of our, our pets. And where are they now? And where are they now? It's sort of like a little little addition, you know, a little thing that's on the website. Where are they now? Yes, because um, spirit is forever just like energy is not lost spirit is not lost Mm -hmm. and so people and animals and plants they do not die they change form and so um, we talk about the death of the physical body but the spirit doesn't die no and so people often want to know if Mm -hmm. their beloved animal will return to them in this lifetime and oftentimes the animal will tell me no, they don't see that happening. And what our animals often express to me is they want people to experience many ways that cat expresses itself, many ways that dog expresses itself. Mm-hmm. We cannot know one cat and think we have known the whole range of what is possible within cat beingness. And so it's part of our education and our expansion. Just like if we only knew one or two people in our lives, mm-hmm. we would not have the fullness of experience right. that we do with multiple people. Right. And um, for like myself, where I have had my dearly beloved die and think that that was the end of life as I knew it, only to find out that I could be equally happy in a different relationship with someone else, it's the same way with our animals. If you have had one animal that you have been deeply, deeply connected to, the possibilities are high. There's another animal. Oh, for sure. That you can be connected to. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it seems like you're already primed for it. Yes, you because, know, you, because you, you know what is possible. That's right. And they usually find you, you mm. know, even though... You know, I keep wanting to have a Boston Terrier find me, but that hasn't happened yet. But and, but it's okay. I went and visited my two ex ones last week. It was cool. Right. And yeah. there are, you can't force an animal into your mm-hmm. life. You can't force an animal to have a deep emotional bond with you. Yeah. And that's why we care about them. Yeah, we do. So one cat I talked to um, as 
the cat had recently died and showed me that he had been in relationship with his human uh, many lifetimes ago. They had died together, an elderly couple on mm-hmm. the prairies, and um, without other humans around. And it had been such a joyful and meaningful experience uh, for him that he had come back in this lifetime to be with her. And um, cat lives are much shorter than our lives. And he had died, but he expressed the wish that in a future life they would be trumpeter swans together. They oh, would be cool. Right, a, a bird or an animal that mates for life. Right. And and spend another lifetime together. That's right. That's fantastic. So That's it can be so beautiful. Oh, yeah. So let me just give out our phone number. Oh, uh, yes. That's yeah. a good idea. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So anyway, give us a call here. We still have a little bit of time. We can get a phone call in here. It's 425-373-5527 or toll-free in Western Washington, 888 888- Two nine eight five five six nine. Okay. Another thing that happened when I was talking to a, a dog who was uh, had left Earth here, it was the first time I had seen an animal have a job in the afterlife, and the uh, the dog uh, it was the dog energy, and I saw him lying beside this very disorganized masculine energy mm-hmm. and that was as close as I could come to describing it and I asked the dog and he said that he was there to help that energy be calm and mm-hmm. to settle mm-hmm. and when I told his human that that's where he was she told me that that dog had visited on a mental health ward mm-hmm. and there had been a, a young man on on that uh ward that had died and she thought that that was perhaps who he was with Mm -hmm. so animals and perhaps humans too do have jobs in in that other life right they do you know i i every time i moved in the last four or five years i moved four times in four years Mm. (laughs) yeah it was a lesson each one of those was a lesson and uh, I think three out of four places, they all had pets. And the first one was two kitties. And then the next place was three kitties. And then nothing on the next one. And then, and then the, the most recent last time was two Boston Terriers. Talk about it coming up. You know, because cats are, these, all these cats that I had were always laying around on my bed you know, in my room. They just seem to be gravitating towards the peace and the quiet of it. But, you know, when I found, you know, when these two, like, little, my ex-boyfriend calls it little bowling balls on wheels with tails. <laughs> the two two Bostons came flying in the door to meet me um, when I met them the first time. They flew in and they jumped right on my chest. Both of them did. I said, well, hello, what can I do for you? I couldn't believe their energy. It was incredible. And so I kind of realized that they were kind of the opposite of what I'd gone through, you know, as far as energy goes. But then they came upstairs and slept every day on my bed. So it's it was a theme basically running around. But those times when I had those pets, what got me through 
each of the situations I was in. They came, they were there to, to comfort me. Mm-hmm. And love and support yep. and unconditional acceptance and thrilled to see you. Absolutely, they were. And they were so funny, too. You know, every, even the cats were funny, but the Bostons were particularly funnier than heck. And um, they kept me laughing and they kept me... I remember one night our our um, landlord was out for the evening or overnight because of some circumstances for two nights in a row. So they usually slept downstairs in a cage, but that night they did not. They slept upstairs with me. Yes. <laughs> and it was so wonderful. I thought, well, you know, these these guys are known for snoring and other bodily functions, noisy, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. No. It, it was, I slept better those two nights than I did any other two, like, two nights because they were just, you know, all cuddled around me. It's so cool. I love them. Animals are just a, a joy in our life. And so I wanted to share some things that I find that animals have in common in mm-hmm. the in the afterlife. One thing is they can cross easily mm-hmm. between the barriers. It's very easy to talk to them afterlife. It's, uh, it's easy for them to um, come across, though oftentimes people don't recognize it because it takes a lot of energy mm-hmm. uh, to be able to uh, uh, to condense yourself to the point where a human can see you and experience you. Okay, right. But other animals can, uh-huh. and many people have observed that their animals seem to be looking at something in the corner or are playing or interacting mm-hmm. with uh, a spirit that is no longer present in the house. Oh, right. I see that all the time with the, the Bostons. I remember I took a video of them and uh, on my phone and I remember posting it and it had orbs all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, I said those are happy orbs. Obviously, they're bringing the orbs along with them, you know, and they kept going over and sniffing where it was and all that kind of stuff. And it was very cool to see those. Right. Animals can uh, have a broader hearing range than we have. So I suspect they have a broader seeing range. And in the other life, they do describe to me uh, that there are smells and colors, uh, but they're very different than they are here. So they can't tell me exactly because the frequencies are different. Mm -hmm. Like we can't see microwaves, right? Mm -mm. But they are there. We know that they are there. And so in that other life, it's a different way of seeing and being and aware. Everything is vibration. So they don't have their physical bodies or their physical shape. Sometimes they show me that so that I know that I have the right being. Mm-hmm. But they are uh, pools of energy, and um, and they communicate through telepathy, not through words. There's no sadness, no quarreling, no mm-hmm. competition. There's no hunger. And so oftentimes people will tell me they want me to ask if their animal is happy. Mm-hmm. And some animals are more philosophical than others. And, they, and they're like, well, uh, <laughs> that's an odd question because there's no concept of sadness. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Because happiness implies sadness. Mm-hmm. Health implies illness. Right. The polar opposite. Right. Exactly. So there isn't that concept. And they have 
there is no time. Mm-hmm. So they don't have a sense. Like, I can't say, well, how long have you been there? They have no idea. Because there's no such thing as linear time. Exactly. Yeah. And so for them, uh, everything is present. And they they don't have a clear idea of where they've been. Mm-hmm. The stronger their emotional connection with their human, the... Um, the more clarity they have about that relationship. Mm-hmm. But like wild animals don't have a connection with a human. Mm-mm. And so they're not having the same um, experience of being with a human that that are animals that have the been closely connected. Cap- exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And there's no, uh, they do tell me it's blissful, but it's not... Uh, could it be more blissful or less blissful? The concept just doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. They often tell me that they're taking a rest, mm-hmm. that they're pausing, mm-hmm. that they haven't explored where they are yet. Because mm-hmm. some people are like, well, aren't you coming back? When will you be here? And they're like, I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave me alone. I yeah. Need, I need a break here. And yeah. they, they can't see what their future is going to be either. Mm-hmm. And they know that they've had many lives, but it's not linear. And so uh, if I ask specifically, they can show me past lives that they've had with their human. Right. But it's not something they ever think about. Right. No, it, I mean, it wouldn't occur. You know, if I threw myself in that arena and I was in they would those would be thoughts I wouldn't even know I wasn't thinking. Right. You know, it's kind of like... And somebody asks you a question, well, what do you, I go, I, it's like you're speaking foreign language. Right. Basically. I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Because they only have a certain, uh, there will be here now, obviously, in, in the other side, you know, and um, there's no sense of time and there's no sense of time of space. So there's a whole different reality over there. Yes. Than here. And yeah. I, actually, I'd like to talk about that when we come back. Okay, we will. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing such a good job here. <laughs> anyway, we will be right back here with Ms. Wanda Buckner here in just a second. This is the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio. <laughs> This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Academy of Canine Behavior, we cover the world of animals. This week, April 28th, it's Vet Sunday with Dr. Margot Roman, an integrative vet from New England. She's been treating Plechner syndrome for years, does chiropractic, acupuncture, homeopathy, herbs, and lectures worldwide on her groundbreaking work. So join us. We'll talk about Plechner cases and take your phone calls. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. And this is a live read for Ms. Samantha Blodell. She's a Reiki and Aura specialist, Beulah May cake maker. Hopefully she's going to come here in a couple of weeks and do that. I hope, I hope. Practitioner, and she does readings in Mount Vernon as well as Reiki classes. And right now Reiki classes and Reiki share are ongoing. And next week we should probably find out for sure what her new classes are about. So anyway, if you would like more information about her or her classes or whatever she does. You can contact her at www.soulsupper.com or phone her at 206-403-6000. 
800-242-0283. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio with Ms. Wanda Buckner. I didn't say Donna once. <laughs> yes. And I didn't say Judy. <laughs> you called me Judy? Yes, indeed. Oh, how Fighting bizarre. fire with fire. <laughs> oh, what the heck. <laughs> anyway. Yes, so I am Wanda Buckner. Yes, you are. And I do want to talk some about um, it being a whole different reality. So let's say that you are an alien and you visit Earth and I'm the person you visit and you say, tell me about Earth. Well, I can tell you about where I live. Mm -hmm. Can I really tell you about the savannas of Africa? Can I tell you about what it's like under the ocean? Earth is big. It's a big place. And so I'm saying all of this because the... um, uh, many psychics talk mm-hmm. about the afterlife and what's there and what it looks like. And you are you hear many different opinions. It doesn't mean that anyone is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's more like they're looking at a different part of Earth, mm-hmm. except they're looking at the afterlife. And it's big. It's yeah. bigger than any single description could be. So I think <clears throat> I... I, I for myself, I avoid getting into this is how it is mm-hmm. because I don't know that because mm-hmm. I haven't been to that other part. No. So a little flexibility. Yeah. The other thing it, that people want to know is, you know, there is the um, the concept among humans that we choose our experience, that we choose our parents, that we are here to learn something and uh, to benefit from our experience and some people mm-hmm. believe that we are here because of a karmic uh, debt in the past. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but with animals, I do not see that. No, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. No. Uh, no. They have a purity to them. When they have a bad experience on earth or in very difficult situation, you look yeah. at who that, who is responsible for that. And over and over it comes back to me that it's human. It's humans. Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, they have, they're born with unconditional love. That's just who they are, no matter what it is. And even if they've had a really bad um, childhood or whatever you want to call it, or a really abusive thing, they end up with somebody who loves them and treats them. It's like it never happened. They can, they can, I mean, they will somehow, it will couch some of their behaviors. But by and large, they just want to love people. There's a there's a lot going on, um, and the um, and you can see that I'm hesitating on this because, as humans, we truly can damage uh, horses or yeah. animals to the point that they are not able to recover their true nature in right. this life, lifetime, and it is always our responsibility to respect where that animal is Mm -hmm. in their life and let them be who they are Mm -hmm. at that moment and uh and there are times that horses a horse may have had such bad experiences that they could never be ridden again right and it's not up to us to say you must be ridden right Right. And so it is a 
always a matter of partnership with our animals. Mm-hmm. I mean, so some people come to me and they would love for their dog to be a therapy dog, mm-hmm. but the dog may be a working breed right. and not attached to people, but more interested in herding sheep. Right. And when you try to put that dog into a therapy situation, it doesn't work for the dog, the person being visited, or for the human right. who is with that dog. We need to respect our animals, and I believe that each of you listening do this, mm-hmm. as individuals in their own right who have their own way of being in the world and their own purpose in the world, and our job is to allow them to be the fullest expression of who they are. Yep, yep. and it's basic, you know, you're talking about genetics, too. Now, what is, what is indigenous to the breed? The breed has a specific need to mm-hmm. be here, you know, a herding dog or... You know, or it could be any dog that, you know, has a, has an agenda that's a little bit different than just laying around on somebody's bed, you just, know. Yeah. But, I mean, that's probably part of it. But, you know, they need to do certain things. Well, just like each of us yeah. comes into life with a predisposition right. uh, for, uh, I mean, you know, some people you can see from the time they're tiny, that they have a mechanical skill or an athletic ability or a musical ability. Mm -hmm. It's just extraordinary. And it's wonderful when we can give our children the opportunity to develop the fullest of their natural talents. Mm -hmm. And the same is true of our animals. Yes, absolutely. You know, and when we have parents that do that, I think, you know, I was just thinking, a little thought ran through my head when you said that. I said, were my parents like that? Yeah. Yes, they were. They were, and because they were both artists in their own right, too. And, and they so, nurtured your talent for singing. They really did. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also nurtured my talent for, you know, psychological work with astrology. That was another thing, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of came in behind that. Because, I don't know, I didn't know how actually singing and astrology is connected. Yeah, well, it what is connected, interesting right. to me when you shared your chart with me was that you have a strong uh, astrological bent to being a performer. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I do the show? <laughs> <laughs> now but, we know. Yeah, well, you know, it's both a service a, and a performance. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it nurtures me and it makes me feel good about myself because I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And our greatest hope is it also nurtures you. It does, completely and totally. Yeah. There's nothing that can replace it, quite frankly. So it's awesome. Anyway, so how can we get a hold of you? Oh, yeah. Give me a call, 360-491-3187. Email me at wandasoffice at gmail.com. Or you can also do all of this through my website, wandabuckner.com. I do readings, I do past lives with animals or without, and I also do um, after-death communication, Mm -hmm. and every one of those is very healing. Yeah. I guarantee it. It was when I had you read my cat. It was unbelievable, and it just made me laugh and laugh and laugh, which I think that's one way to really heal is to laugh. Yeah. It is. It's really awesome. So thank you for being here today. It My was a, pleasure. It was an awesome, awesome I'll see thing. you at the end of next month. That's right. Last Saturday. That's right. We will. Okay. All right. So we've got some announcements here. I have my announcement at the After Dark Readings at Burr's Restaurant on Wednesday evening at 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. 
And that, as I say, every Wednesday. And the um, address is 6151 Stillicum Boulevard in Lakewood, Washington. It's just kind of halfway between Stillicum and Lakewood. So kind of know that. Okay. And so you can have a reading with me after you've had dinner. So $20 for 10 minutes, $40 for 20 minutes. And last week, I had three people that I read were awesome. And I'm, I'm making a habit of mentioning their names because it's With cool. their permission. Well, sure. <laughs> Well, yeah. Just wanting to, you know. Everybody wants their name said on the air, I oh, found out. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. So Ella, Evie, and Cecilia were the three people that I read last week. It was awesome. Yes, and yeah. beneficial to them in their life. Extremely, not to mention the food they eat, because the food's good there. So Even better. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's happening next Wednesday and every Wednesday after that. All right, and then we also have the Tacoma Psychic and Craft Fair. That's the third Saturday of each month. The next fair is coming up on May 18th, and that will be at the South Tacoma Masonic Center at 5405 Pacific or Puget Sound Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. And it's full of good stuff. They have vendors selling stuff. You got chair massage. You have Reiki. You have tarot readings. You have astrology. Not me, but somebody else. Uh, psychic medium, soul readings, numerology, the whole business. So if you want to find out more about this you can contact the lady who runs this her name is winnie who used to be my co-host at 253-370-6326 for more information okay cool all right what's next all right okay and aren't you just gave the contact information for yourself i'm going to give up my contact information eileengrimes.com or you can get a hold of us at our show page which is jupiterrisingshow.com and I'm on Facebook, too. So, anyway. And Doug, you can get a hold of him at 206-769-4924. He will be back next week with our guest. Good segue there. Our guest next week is Carl Anderson. He is a Bach flower specialist. And he does wonderful work with the remedies. And I'll tell you, folks, this stuff works. It works. It works. I've been using it for years. And I really like it. And then after that, we have Samantha Blodell. The Beulah May Cake Baker. She's coming to the show, and hopefully she's bringing a cake with her. (laughs) (laughs) You can only hope. That's true. Anyway, so we have had fun today. I want to thank you very much for being our guest today. It was awesome. Always a pleasure. Thank you. And so until we, I guess I really don't have anything else to say other than, Oh, and next week, oh, yeah, next week we have our astro forecast for the month. We are starting that. So it's the first month of every week we do the, um, Doug and I do the forecast for the month, so we're going to be doing that. So anyway, don't forget to tune us in next Saturday morning at 11 a.m. right here. Oops, and one more minute left. (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. That's all right. That's okay. What the (laughs) heck? I can talk. Anyway, uh, let's see. What else have I got to say? Um, you know, I think on this show, we talk about things that mean a lot to people and also expand your consciousness. That's what Jupiter is about. And also you can listen to us, by the way, on, the, on Jupiter Rising Archives on the webpage, 1150kknw.com. Go to the Jupiter Rising show and pull up the archives and you can listen to any one of our shows that in the past. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And the best thing you can do for your animals every day is tell them what you love yeah. that they are doing. Awesome. We take it for granted. And oftentimes they hear us speak only by correcting 
uh, give them five loves. Okay. For every correction. We can do that. Okay. Thank you very much, Wanda. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mike. We'll see you next week on the Jupiter Rising Show right here on KKNW Alternative Talk Radio.